Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know, with all that's going on in the world right now, one thing we need more than anything else right now is hope. I want to tell you, there are many reasons to be hopeful. God has given you everything you need. We have God's love. We have his power. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the very power that raised Jesus from the dead and the word of God and his awesome promises. We have everything going for us. But you know what? The enemy is over attacking people right now because they are about to be part of one of the biggest moves of God in history. And I've been saying it over and over. We're about to see a revival. That's why the enemy is working overtime right now to try to get you to be hopeless. But you know, God's desire for you is actually to rise above that. God is not only with you. God is not only in you. He wants to heal you. He wants to bring you the financial things that you need to be able to live a life in the fullness of what he's called you to do and be. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. The Lord's desire for you is prosperity, which isn't just having a lot of money or anything like that. In fact, maybe you've heard me talk about prosperity for me is actually having the time and the freedom and the health to do what God calls me to do when he calls you to do it. How about you? Are you going to be on board for that? Well, I tell you, we're going to open this up a little bit more today. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if you look at it, we're actually three parts, body, soul, and spirit. And we tend to think of ourselves separately in our Western mindsets. We think of our, you know, our spiritual life and our, you know, our work life or these other things. But actually, God has integrated us all into one. And this is going to be part of a breakthrough that I believe people are going to get on this podcast. We all need some type of healing, emotional, spiritual, physical wholeness. And in this podcast, I want to talk about how I got healed of some things that were very radical. And then I'm going to bring on a guest who's going to really blow your doors off for you. But it started with me understanding some things that the Lord actually revealed. God created us to be governed by the Holy Spirit, not our bodies or our souls. And ultimately, healing and wholeness comes through Jesus Christ and not, not through medicine or natural health, though God will use those things. It doesn't come through therapy, though God will use it. Listen to me. God could use all of that. But once we got ourselves in line with the Holy Spirit and with the will of God, with what he has right now, you're going to see a radical change come in your life. I call it aligning on earth as it is in heaven. But where do bad things come from? People are asking me all the time because they're seeing such bad, tragic things it's not from God. Matthew 13, 24 through 28, Jesus says this, 
He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came and said, Sir, did we not sow good seed in your field? Where did these weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. I tell you, Jesus tells this parable to explain where bad things come from. An enemy did it. Sometimes while we're sleeping or not looking, God wants to bless you. But the enemy comes in and sows weeds or bad things in. And it is not the Lord at all, but he gets the blame. I want to tell you, we're going to pull back the curtain here. God wants to bless you. Third John 2 in the NLT version. Dear friends, I hope all is well with you and that you are healthy in your body and strong in your spirit. I love that version of the verse I just read, that God wants you to be healthy and strong, especially in your spirit. It's God's will for you to live a healthy, blessed life. But then those weeds come in, the sin, the stress, the overloaded lifestyles, very little margin can actually weaken us. Weaken our bodies, weaken our emotions, weaken our relationships. But God is a giver of good gifts. This is so important. When I do my ministry schools and online training, one of the first things that I try to do is lay out the Bible verses that will align you with any negative belief systems that you may have taken on. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of the heavenly life who does not change like shifting shadows. So God is the giver of the good gifts, right? Matthew seven eleven. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts if you ask him? So God is love. God is the giver of good gifts. He loves and cares for you. He's not angry with you. He's not judging you. That's a lie of the enemy. That's a a legalistic lie, I call it. It sneaks in and sets up those negative belief systems, which are like weeds. God does not want to kill you or make you sick. God is not punishing you. The truth about God is that we need to understand who he really is. And it is in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. God still heals today. No matter how you feel or what you've experienced, God still wants to restore you into full health, full prosperity. 1 Peter 2.24, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we may die to sins and live for righteousness. And by his wounds, we have been healed. And so there's three things really to keep in mind. We need to fix our misunderstanding our skewed views or bad beliefs about God and about who he really is. We need to also break through unbelief and not just understanding or thinking about the Bible or God intellectually, but actually experiencing it and experiencing the Lord in our lives. We need to learn to live our life each day in God's presence by walking in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. I have an online training workshop that goes into all the details of what I'm talking about right now. It's called Accelerating Your Time to Heal, Tools for Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Wholeness. I recorded it last year, 
after I got healed of Lyme disease and an acute case of multiple chemical sensitivity. We have been getting so much positive feedback from our listeners when they've applied these things to their lives. And in this episode, I have a guest, very special man. This guy's a friend and a coach to me, and actually I credit him with helping save my life. I kid you not. The Lord used him to transform things in my life and help set me up for an amazing healing. I got healed of multiple chemical sensitivity, Lyme disease, and anxiety, and a lot of things that happened earlier and over the last couple of years, but earlier this year and in the last year, Ray Light was actually part of that. Now, Ray's an amazing man of God. He specializes in the field of identity coaching for over 15 years, working with the Lord to see transformation in people's lives. Truly, truly transformation. He desires to see people restored into fullness, to find their identity, and to be able to experience righteousness, peace, joy, and those things that that Jesus said he came to bring life and life to the fullest. He's had the honor to work with CEOs, celebrities, local church leaders, everyday people all around the country, including me. And I know he probably wouldn't tell you that because of confidentiality, but I'm saying it right now. He's a teacher. He's a father, a speaker, an author. He also does one-on-one coaching. And Ray has refined years of in-depth study and real-world experiences into resources that help people easily implement these practical, sustainable tools for everyday life so that you can live a lifestyle of freedom. Ray and his wife, Catherine, live in Redding, California, and they are the co-founders of Faith by Grace Ministries. They also serve as pastoral counselors with Bethel Church in Redding. Hi, Ray. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Doug. Wow. I am so excited. I just want to tell everybody that this man, and this is a humble man, he has been part of a revolution in my own life. And just his his coaching, his material, his ministry, and everything about him has really just opened things up. Welcome to the show. Wow, it, it's such an honor to be here, Doug. I can't even tell you. You are you're one of the heroes of the faith, Doug. You're, you're a pillar in the apostolic and prophetic renewal movement, and it is such an honor to be talking to you. Thank you so much. Well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your ministry, what you do? Well, me and my wife, we've been doing ministry for maybe 15 years, 20 years, somewhere around there. But little by little, we've been focusing more and more on identity. And no matter what we did when we were doing discipleship with Campus Crusade, we were with Campus for for eight years. We did ministry there. We, we, we were doing relational mentoring and discipleship. And little by little, it became more evident that it was all about identity, about what do we actually believe about who we are? So that's been my focus for probably 15 years now. And during that process is when I, I, I broke and went into a full depression and needed some healing myself. And that opened up the door to the identity piece and to the inner healing piece that my wife and I have been following for years now. You know, that's usually the case as a minister or a leader that one of us can hit the wall and we cry out to the Lord, and guess what? Wow, God will use it, not just to heal you, but to heal millions of people. 
Yeah, I remember it was it was a time I prayed with a gentleman in North Carolina that opened me up to the whole idea of inner healing. And after I got free, I was driving home in the thought that if I can be healed, anybody can be. And that started the pursuit of just that really hasn't stopped since that time. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about your ministry. Well, what we do, our, our focus really is over the years, we you know, had the honor to work with the Sozo ministry here at Bethel, and they, they've welcomed us in about five years ago. And what we do is we really help people find out who they are. Our specialty, my wife and I, and the identity restoration is what it is, is the truth of who you are is already true. Who God created you to be, when you put your faith in Christ, it's it's done. It's he's He's done everything that's needed for you. And the issue is we don't believe who he created us to be. And, and we don't even live out of what we know. We think we do, but we live out of what we believe, and we don't even know what we believe. So what, what my wife and I do is we... We've been training up teams with this as well, too. But we, in the identity coaching, identity restoration model, what we're doing is we're helping people actually find out who God says they are. But we also help them find out the lies that they're believing. And then we help them find out how they're self-protecting. Because all of us are. It's, it started in Genesis 3 where, where Adam and Eve believed the lie of the enemy, and it all went south there. That's where they ate of the fruit of the tree. And they also started self-protecting with fear, shame, and blame. And and in that, what I do is I just help people realize how they're self-protecting. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the power of the Holy Spirit. But the kingdom of the world is fear, shame, and blame in your own effort. So we really just help people find out what's going on inside. What are the lies they're believing? How are they self-protecting? What is the truth of who God says they are? And then what would they have? What would their life actually be like if they didn't believe those lies and they didn't have to self-protect? Wow. This, I tell you, this is powerful. I love this. You know, I've been talking about belief systems for a long time, but you have an ability to say, wow, you know what it really boils down to? It's not what you believe. It's what you know or do, I guess. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's like, well, the... Well, we know a lot, right? I mean, we do. We know a lot. We know, we know, we know the scriptures. We know what what the Lord has told us. But, but we're actually believing things that don't line up with, with what is true. And and the Lord says in several areas that on how He's going to bind up the brokenhearted in Isaiah sixty one that He's going to remove our old heart of stone in Ezekiel thirty six. So, so the Lord has already done everything that was needed to do because in John seventeen Jesus says that that I completed the work that the Father gave me to do. So he's already bound up our broken hearts of stone and has removed them, and he gave us a heart of flesh. And he wrote the law on that heart and fulfilled the righteous requirements of the law on that heart. So we are not broken at all. The truth of who we are is that that we're perfect and whole and righteous. And, and if we actually believed who God says we are, we would live that way. Wow, that's powerful, man. And and you said this, that many people are, are self-protecting, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's, it's in the same way where Adam and Eve, what they hid from God, they covered themselves, they blamed each other, blamed God, and blamed the enemy. And so I've just, when I see that in there, it's, it's the fear, shame, and blame. And, and what I've seen, what, what the Lord showed me, and I, I actually break this out in my new book, Identity Restoration. But I, I break it out and I show that 
when the enemy can get a lie into the area of your heart that's meant to manifest peace, what you will do is you'll manifest fear instead. And if he can get you to believe a lie in the area of your heart that's meant to manifest joy, what you'll do is you'll manifest shame instead. And in the same way, if he can get a lie into the area of your righteousness, what you will do is you will blame somebody, whether you're blaming yourself, blaming God, blaming the enemy, or blaming someone else. And in that attack on your on your righteousness, your your peace and your joy, what that will do is it'll break out where it destroys your identity, it destroys your authority, and it destroys your community. And that's the enemy's plan for your life. So what I do is I just, I help people actually understand how that's playing out in their lives. Like what's really going on? Those belief systems like you were talking about, something happened where a lie got established in their life, in our lives. I've seen this. I've seen it over thousands of people that I've worked with where the lie gets established and then we self-protect in some way that's just kind of normal for us. We don't even realize that it's not normal. That's why we need each other, right? That's why that's why it says to confess your sins to each other and pray with each other so you can be healed. It's because my abnormal is different than yours, Doug. You know, so, so I would recognize your abnormal a little bit easier than I would recognize my own. So in that way, the, the idea of us actually taking the time to find out what's going on inside so that we can believe the truth. It's all just about repentance, just like the Lord says. It's the time has come. It's time to repent and believe the good news. So if we we actually know the lies we're believing, we can repent. Because what, what I've seen is a lot of people move in denial, and they're trying to ignore the lies they have. And unfortunately, a lot of times I see denial being taught, and, and it's called faith. And, and instead of actually dealing with what's going on, we deny it. And the problem with that is, is you denial never really helps because you can't be free of something you don't have. So if, if you're in denial, you can't repent because you can't repent from a lie that you deny you believe. And we're, we're just kind of stuck with that. So then you just keep you just keep manifesting these different behaviors, these different cycles, and you get stuck in a loop where this lie just keeps just keeps you in these patterns of self-protection, which can be self-destruction or addiction or thought patterns. And some people will even, even create alternative identities and realities. There's all kinds of ways that we self-protect. There's almost no limit to the way that we self-protect, Doug. But, but the only limit I have seen is that they are never the kingdom of God. Right. So these, it's kind of like, uh, I guess it would be a stronghold or a fortress, these things, and we don't even, we might not even know about them. Correct. We don't even realize it. We don't even, it's just the way that we see life. And and it's, it's the way that I share with people is that anywhere that we are, we're experiencing fear, shame, and blame. It's, it's really just us. There's no one else doing that. That's a lie that we are believing. No one else can make me feel ashamed. No one else can make me feel afraid. You know, no one else can make me blame somebody else. It's all my effort is what's going on with that. So what I what I do is it, it's really just the sense of of helping somebody believe the truth of who they are is what I do. And and with that too, it's because faith always manifests itself. What you believe is what you will do. And in the same way where Jesus says, I completed the work that God gave me to do, it it hit me in the sense that inner healing, inner healing is just a process of finding out who you are. Because with with the sense of glorifying God, right, it's 
Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. It tells us in John that Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus by revealing truth to us. And in James, it says that faith always manifests itself. So if we actually believe who we are, we will manifest who we are. We will, we will do what we were created to do. So Jesus gets glorified by Holy Spirit revealing the truth of who we are to us. And then Father God gets glorified when we actually fulfill what we were created to do. Yeah, come on. This stuff is so powerful. Now, I'm just really wondering, when do you remember when the revelation for this came to you? When it broke out, I had been working with with Inner Healing Ministry and I just I just have to honor Sozo Ministry because it really just opened the door for me on on so many ways on the practical tools. And while I was working with that, I was actually still ministering in Annapolis, Maryland and I was pastoring a church there. And really, I just listened to the teaching just a couple days ago, as a matter of fact, while I was flying home, because they recorded it. And there was one Sunday morning when I was reading Genesis 3, and it all opened up to me. That was where I saw that. It was it was the idea that, and really the, the real problem in Genesis 3 is where they believed the lie of the enemy. You know, in my personal opinion, Doug, that's the actual sin. Eating the fruit wasn't the problem. It was a problem, but the real problem was believing the lie. If they would have never believed the lie of the enemy, they would have never eaten the fruit. And that's where he just showed me that, that faith is the obedience. Believing God is the true obedience that he's looking for. And and then he showed me that, that it, it, it manifested into the hiding, into the covering, and into the blaming. And then from there, just the patterns of cycles of how it plays out in our lives and how we just go from from one self-protection to another, instead of being vulnerable and honest and, and open with who we are, where we can't accept ourselves, we can't receive love, we can't love others in the way that we were created to. So it really happened when I was pastoring a, a small church in Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah. You know, as I was just looking at this, and I know you you probably realize this, but wow, I'm just now seeing this in the Garden of Eden you know, they eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Suddenly, they, they get fearful of God, they're ashamed of their nakedness, and then they blame each other. Yeah, yeah, it's just fear, shame, and blame. And if we look at it, we can see that throughout our lives. And we, from there, it just totally destroys our relationships. It, it destroys our confidence. It destroys our authority and, and the ability to steward what God gave us. And it just gets you eventually so that you're just, you're alone, right? So you're alone. And the problem is you get there where somehow you're all alone and you have to do it by yourself, but you're powerless and you're unable to do it. And then you're hopeless and unable to receive. Right. So you're just stuck in this loop. That's the enemy's plan for your life. And, and God has a much better plan for your life so that you can actually believe who you are. You can accept who you are. You can live the life of who God created you to be. And that just gets rid of all the need for competition or comparison or, or the need to actually try to put on a show for people so that you can actually just be okay, yeah. be present. Some of that is Christian legalism, I guess. You know, we might get into this thing trying to obey the rules or trying to just get oh, by. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's sad. I, you know, I, I work with people in— Probably, I don't even know how many thousand people that my wife and I have worked with over the years. 
but individually I've seen it again and again and we all do it it's it's almost like the Old Testament where they you know they they added the Mishnah the Gomorrah the Talmud we've done the same thing with the New Testament you know we have the we have the new covenant we have the truth of who we are in Christ what God did for us and then what we do is we start establishing rules around that and we start protecting ourselves and we start you know trying to obey you know, whatever law we've created, instead of actually just believing who God is and who we are in Christ. Yeah, that I guess that's the first step then in breaking those chains that people probably don't even realize they have them. Yeah, that, I do see that. It's just because so much of that, so often, is the different ways, whether it came from your family or from the culture, whether it's a generational lie or a generational agreement that just gets passed down from generation to generation, we're born into a false normal that we don't even know is false. And then from that place with those lies established, we have to self-protect in whatever way. And then we have the thematic events through our life or traumatic events in our life that other lies get established. And little by little, the enemy's just pecking away at, at the, the abundant life that, that Jesus actually he died and rose to new life for us to have. So it's for some reason, I don't know why, Doug, but for some reason he's reminding me of a of a vision that he brought me into right now. Uh, not too long ago, it kind of stirs me a little bit. So at one point I was thinking about the whole idea of the legalistic stuff and dying to ourselves and carrying the cross. And, and I was listening to scripture and I was meditating on that. And, and, and Father God just entered the room, the presence of God. And it just was overwhelming at that moment. And, and right then, Father God, he asked me, he goes, how many times did Jesus crucify himself after he was raised to new life? You know, and it's just that's an obvious answer. It's just a hypothetical question. So he, he never did again. And, but then Jesus enters into the room and he tells me, he says, everyone followed me into death, but not everyone follows me into life. Wow. Dis- discipleship is following me into life. And that is what we help people do, is to move away from the death, move away from the legalism, move away from the laws and the lies that the enemy has created in your life so that you can follow God into the life that he created for you. Yeah, this is so powerful. Now, listen, folks, we have a lot of different people listening on our, you know, from our tribe and uh, and the inner healing movement really started a long time ago, but became popular in the 70s and and uh, new new things happened. But I want to tell you, there's a new wineskin, a new paradigm that has come that will break through what would take years of counseling. It would take absolutely miracles to do in, in what, what's being done right now, and that's ministries like Sozo and ministries like uh, this Identity Restoration that Ray's talking about here. And this, I believe, is a new wineskin right now. This is something new. It's so fresh. That's why I wanted to have you. I, I could just say this. I have the story myself, and I just wanted to have you on the podcast to, to talk about it. We were waiting for you to come out with your new book, which you just did. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. This book, it overwhelms me and excites me because I, 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 I've taken the concepts that, that we've worked with with people for several years now and, and actually transitioned them and trans, transferred them into a, a how-to-live-free guide. And that's what the, the new book, Identity Restoration, that's what it is. It's how to know, believe, and live the truth of who you are. 
I break out all the concepts of what I do so that you can actually be equipped to live a lifestyle of freedom and healing, to actually not just know who you are, but believe it. And, and faith is always the motivation. So when you can know and believe the truth of who you are, you will live the truth of who you are. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Do you mind if I share my story, my, oh. my Ray Light story? <laughs> I think we met, uh, I, I, I remember prophesying over you in San Diego, I think it was. It, At what, Heart of God Ministries. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I remember seeing you, I don't remember what I gave you, but I remember it was a very powerful moment that the presence of the Lord was there. And then I ended up, you know, I've been struggling. Many of our followers know I've been struggling with my health over a couple of years, hit the wall uh, with massive amount of chemical sensitivity, anxiety, and Lyme disease. And I had, you know, last year I actually ended up in, I had to leave my house. I was allergic to everything. I couldn't even drive my own car. I couldn't wear my own clothes. It was a tr- struggle. Now people might not have known about it because I don't like to give glory to Satan I don't know about you, but uh, my intercessors knew, and I was letting people in on it. But I'm healed. I'm totally healed now. And it was a year ago, right about now, last year, I was in Maricopa, uh, Arizona, and I was staying at a house, and people were coming over ministering to me because of this condition I had. And I heard the Lord say that if I would get healed of my lack of love, that was the thing I needed to get, because love is the, love would generate everything. Love pulls it all together. And I remember Ray Light. I remember meeting him and, and I'm like, I'm Mr. Express, right? I want it now, acceleration. And yes. uh, I, I got a hold of you and it's 6 a.m. the next day, we're on a Skype call together. Wow. I do remember I was, I was in Annapolis at the time and uh, it, it was overwhelmed with the opportunity to be able to share with you what, what I've learned. Right? Yeah. Now, you know, I've been around, I've gone through, because I was a meth addict early in my life, uh, I had a really rough, uh, and not saying anything bad about my parents or anything, but I had a rough upbringing, and, you know, I have a testimony, in other words, I spent a lot of time in counseling to do what I do, but then I hit the wall, you know, everyone needs, there's a point, like you said, Ray, when you, you know, you just, you, you had discovered the Lord, you were ministering on the campuses, and then all of a sudden you got hit with depression. Yeah. It, so it was overwhelming. Yeah. So all of us, I just want to say, here I am, a prophet, and and I'm faced with the fact that, oh my goodness, I already had a lot of inner healing. I might need a little bit more because most people think, been there, done that, you know, got the T-shirt, right? I went yeah. to, went to that conference. Well, guess what? The deeper you go in the Lord, the more that you might find old roots from the past. Have you found mm-hmm. that, Ray? Yeah, I, I found it in my own life, you know, where where I'm living free, and then all of a sudden I, I move from the the righteousness, peace, and joy that that Jesus guarantees us, and in, in Him, all of a sudden I'm I'm moved in anger, fear, shame, whatever it is, it happens, and I have to find something I wasn't even really fully aware of. Yeah, that, that that's that's going on. That's that self protection mechanism that Ray's talking about, and it's like a fortress, or what we would know as a stronghold in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm on this Skype call with Ray just a year ago, and boy, like a floodgate opened inside me, and I had no idea that I had some of these things because I'd been through so much with, uh, you know, I've lost so many family members to Huntington's disease, had a massive amount of death and loss in my life. And, you know, 
we got to be careful. We can get angry at God and not know it, or we can get that self-protection mechanism going. And not, and even though we know who we are in Christ, you know, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm all that. But, you know, deep down somewhere, your soul gets wounded and it gives the enemy access. In my case, it gave the enemy access because of my soul wound to attack my physical body. Yeah, I've seen that before. It's sad when it happens, too. But it's he, he's very creative in how he likes to destroy our lives. Yeah, so uh, we did that one session, and then you gave me the tools. It's kind of like what's in the book, right? Yeah, this really, I'm about equipping people into a lifestyle. So it's not that they need to come back to me. Sometimes you need one, two, three sessions or maybe a little bit more till you can walk this out yourself. But But like you, you have one, you have the history, you got... You know, you're a groundbreaker yourself, so I know I know the personality type, so you're going to take it and you're going to run with it. Some people will do that. Some people will need a couple sessions maybe, but the tools are in the book that fully explain how to walk out freedom in real time. Yeah, you, you sent me a PDF because, you know, I got the initial thing. You know, I had the initial breakthrough, right? Now you got to walk it out because you had to continually, you know, uh, rework these things. Belief systems, you know, they don't change overnight necessarily. But I was stunned of how quick they changed when I applied your process. That That's kind of overwhelming for me, Doug, because I have such a great respect for you. And to know that, that the, it really just overwhelms me, touches my heart that I was, that I was able to be there for you, brother. I feel the same. You know, uh, that was really funny because you were traveling back uh, from uh, from wherever. I think you were on the East Coast. You're traveling back, and and I'm like, I, I need help. I'm not sure what to do. And you you sent me a PDF with before you had this book with the with the steps. And you said, hey, wait, here, you know, I'm I'm willing to, but I'm just really busy. And I did it again. I did the process myself. In fact, I think I did five sessions. Self, I did five Holy Spirit guided sessions that totally changed my life. And then suddenly, I tell you, I was healed of multiple chemical sensitivity within two months. Wow. There was a major, major breakthrough between you. Uh, yours was, a, was the major piece of it, uh, Katie Souza's ministry and Dr. Henry Wright. All together, the Lord pulled it together. But I just want to tell everybody out there, you know, don't think that you've been there and you've done that when it comes to inner healing, especially coming into this new season. And we have new tools coming from heaven, just like the identity restoration here, and that God wants to take you deeper. This is a time to go deeper in the Lord. Yeah, freedom is available. Righteousness, peace, and joy is our guaranteed inheritance in Christ. There's no reason to settle for anything less. Yeah. Now, have you noticed that this is like a new a new paradigm or a new wineskin for, for healing or, or um, counseling even? You know, there's an acceleration everywhere, Doug. You know, I see it in all, all of my friends' ministries. There is something about this new wineskin. I see acceleration with my friends that are really moving in physical healing, Moving in, in, in just evangelism. I, I see God doing something in every one of my friends' ministries that there's an acceleration. And this, same thing. It's what I'm seeing God do in one session is something that probably took me 10 sessions a while ago. 
And I'm just seeing God just reveal truth where we're actually breaking down the belief systems and the structures so that people actually know the entire structure of why they have those continual loops of self-destruction or issues that are going on in their life. And then their heart is equipped and empowered to actually choose. So I, I, that's what I tell people. I don't even offer healing. Really, I, I just offer the ability for them to get to know themselves and for their heart to actually have a choice. And I believe that that a renewed heart, when it actually knows the choices and it actually knows the truth, it will always eventually choose the truth and be free. Yeah, that is so powerful, man. It's almost like uh, I call this alignment. You know, you're aligning people. Yeah, you're just that's what you did with me when you, you know, the the Holy Spirit came in, of course, but you came came in and helped work me with through with aligning me to who I really am. Right. And not being, uh, you know, like you said, you you've worked with celebrities and different people. So it doesn't matter. That's what I want to encourage people right now. Don't get prideful here or don't let the enemy steal anything else from you. Look at the fruit in your life right now. If you're not seeing love, joy, peace, if you're not seeing the things that the Lord has promised you, you might want to pop the hood for a short season. It doesn't take long. We have this accelerated stuff out there like this. And take a look at what God's doing. Yeah, he really is. He's already done everything that we need. Like I said, the truth of who we are is already true. Us believing it will release us into that abundant life that he's actually, he's already paid for. It, it's ours. Yeah, and, totally. And the alignment's just right. It's funny because uh, down at Heart of God Ministries, Pat is the one who actually named our ministry. We were praying about it years ago, and, and she said it's identity restoration. She gave me the word, and then Mark down there is the one who, he's, he says it's an alignment, so it's the exact same words you're using. It's beautiful how it all fit together right down there, and I met you in San Diego. Yeah, and actually it was Pat, I text Pat, because I didn't have your contact information. I was so desperate, it was Pat who texted me back your info, and within 24 hours we were connected back up. It was so wild. But truly, I, I just have such a respect for you, Doug. It's an honor to be able to invest, you know, the little bit I've learned, the little niche, the piece of the kingdom that I know and understand to be able to invest that into your life and watch God just do amazing things. Yeah, so bless. This, this is for, for such a time as this God is moving right now. There is a breakthrough anointing on you, Ray, and on your ministry. And I want you to, if you don't mind, just... Pray and activate that over our listeners right now. Oh, yeah. Lord, just everybody who's listening to this right now, I just pray for a supernatural touch, an activation on their heart, a hunger, a drawing, so that they would no longer settle for the less than kingdom. They would no longer settle for the fear, shame, and blame as normal, that there would be an activation of truth. And Lord, I just ask you that, Holy Spirit, would you reveal the truth of who they are in Christ, in the deepest areas of need where they don't understand, no or believe you. Lord, bless them with the truth. Activate that in the power of the Holy Spirit and let them be who you created them to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Well, why don't you tell us how we can get a hold of you, follow you, uh, get your stuff? Well, I'm our, our, our website is faithbygrace.org. So it's faithbygrace.org. And I'm on Instagram. It's Raymond Light. I'm on Instagram, but you know, if you go to Faith by Grace, you can find our go to our resource page. I have 
I don't just have the identity restoration book. I have a Bible study called Who Do You Think You Are also, and a devotional called Who Do You Think You Are? And those two resources are some of the most comprehensive tools available to actually look in the scriptures of who God says you are in your redeemed, alive, righteous, fruitful, pure, and accepted aspects of your identity. And now that I'm done this book, Doug, I'm actually going to I'm going to start working on volume two of the Who Do You Think You Are, which will be the loved, known, um, trusted, powerful with a purpose aspects of your identity in Christ. So it'll be the second half. So it goes from just redeemed all the way to you actually being powerful with a purpose, being loved, known, trusted and pleasing. Yeah. So that's the next set I'm working on. So. Thank and you, brother. For, for having those me who are, uh, make sure you get it right. His name is Ray Light, L E I G H T. Yeah, correct. You could uh, follow him on Facebook and Twitter and uh, check out his website, his training. Get his book. I would recommend getting it right now and getting this into your spirit and take it out to the world because there's such an anointing for this right now. Thank you so much, Ray, for being part of the podcast today. Yeah, thank you, Doug. More than a blessing. Such an honor to be here with you, brother. All right, man. Great to talk with you. See you soon. Blessing, brother. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.